0: You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 476. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. As we get started today, I want to remind you about the episode guide to help you interact with God's Word after you're done listening. You can grab today's episode guide at michellenezat.com forward slash 476download. And if you've already subscribed to my email list, this guide is already in your inbox, ready to help you discover and meditate on God's Word in new ways. I love a good question. I'm trying to learn to ask better questions because better questions lead to more meaningful answers. And For King and Country asks a really good question in one of their popular songs playing on the radio these days. And I can't wait to share it with you and share where it led me in God's word. Now, the question is also the title of the song, What Are We Waiting For? And I don't want to wait much longer. But before we dive into scripture, let's listen. So what are we the overall premise of the song is that we are wasting time not living the life God has given us truly living I was really struck by the line in the chorus what if we could be the light that no one could ignore and I know I said the question I wanted to explore was the question in the title what are we waiting for and ultimately it is but I want to link it to this idea of light And being the light. So, what are we waiting for to be the light that no one could ignore? I think scripture very clearly answers this question. But first, let's get a biblical understanding of light. Now, to look at the world through a biblical lens with biblical understanding is to look at the world through a biblical worldview. And this is an important distinction because everyone has a worldview. You know, most often we look at the world through the lens of our experience and our upbringing. Uh, something that seems so obvious to you may not be obvious to others who either did not have the same experiences or did not have the same teaching and training. For example, I was always taught that if you borrowed something, you returned it better than you found it. So if you had to borrow someone's vehicle, even if they gave it to you dirty, you would return it clean. Or even if they gave it to you on empty, you would return it with a full tank of gas. Oh, and return it when you say you will, because uh, you don't want them to have to ask for it back. uh, You just need to return it when you say you're going to. You know, some of you may be shaking your head right now. And I know someone out there in my listening audience literally just said amen out loud. You know, you share my worldview. You, You share the teaching and training that I had. And there may be others of you who are not opposed to the ideas I just shared, but just We're never really taught to do that. So when you borrow something, you do what seems right to you. Perhaps your bar is merely just to return the item unbroken. Perhaps it never occurred to you that there's some sort of standard for returning the item, whether it be um, in regard to time or to care. You may naturally do these things because they seem right to you. Or maybe you don't loan things because every time you do, the item comes back broken. So your worldview has then been shaped by your experiences. Uh, your view is no one takes care of my things, so I'm not going to, to loan it. I don't want to take too many words to explain this, but I, I have one more example as we shift closer to a, d- a discussion of a biblical worldview on light. So for example, when you see rainbow colors, what do you see? Do you approach it from a worldview of representing the LGBTQ plus pride and social movements? Or do you equate the rainbow with a covenant of God? If you look at the world through a biblical worldview, you let the Bible define what the rainbow means, not a social movement. Now, that's not to say that you're ignorant of how the world has hijacked it, but you train yourself to see things through the lens of of the bible so when for king and country asks what if you could be the light that no one could ignore we need to see what the bible means by light we need to set aside what your parents may have taught you about being a light or what the world says being a light means or even what the lyricist of this song thinks that being a light means i mean i hope they mean what the bible says i have no indication that they don't but your job is to develop a biblical worldview. So when I looked for light in scripture, I found a few passages that eventually lead us to Jesus and then ultimately our role as light bearers. So are you ready? All right, so I'm going to put all of these verse references in the show notes. You can find them at michelleneezat.com forward slash 476. But we're going to start at the beginning. In Genesis, God made a distinction between light and darkness in creation. And this seems to be a physical distinction. Let's go ahead and read it together. Genesis 1, verses 2 through 5. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from from the darkness God called the light day and the darkness he called night and there was evening and there was morning the first day. Now in the book of Isaiah darkness covering the earth is mentioned again but now it seems to be a spiritual distinction. In a section titled The Future Glory of Israel we read this in Isaiah 60 starting in verse 1. Arise shine For your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. And nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. So in the opening verses of John, we read that Jesus himself is the light that shines in the darkness. So Isaiah's really talking about Jesus here. John chapter 1, verse 4: In him was life, and the life was was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And then later, Jesus himself confirms uh, that he is the light Um, in chapter 8 of John, verse 12. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. But elsewhere, we discover a real problem. um, And that is, darkness does not want to be overcome. In John chapter 3, verse 19, it says, this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and people loved the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. In fact, Paul goes one step further. Not only did we love darkness, he said before Christ, we were were darkness. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 8, for at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. So not, are, not only are we fighting against our fallen nature, but we have an enemy that is also taking a stand against the light. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, it says, In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, Let light shine out of darkness has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So see if you can follow my line of thinking here. We have made the distinction in our study so far um, from physical light um, and darkness to spiritual light and darkness. And we need spiritual light because we have two things working against us. In our sin, we not only walk in darkness, but we our darkness. And we have an enemy, the God of this world, blinding unbelievers to keep us from seeing the light of the gospel. So what can we do? Well, well, we need a light to shine out of the darkness and we need the light of the world. We need Jesus, the light that darkness cannot overcome. So let's assume that you've had the light of Christ shining on your heart to transfer you from the domain of darkness. As we read in Colossians chapter one, verse 13, it says he d- has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. So uh, now what? You know? Do we just frolic in the darkness? Do we bask in the light? No, we, we walk in the light and we become light. Like what was foreshadowed in the book of Isaiah, we become the light the nations are drawn to. Talk about identity shift, you know, uh, as, as with everything with our savior, though, it's not our own light. It's his light shining within us. So then what do we do with this light? Well, we shine and we put it on display for others to see in Luke 8, eight sixteen, It says no one after lighting a lamp covers it with a jar or puts it under a bed, but puts it on a stand so that those who enter may see the light. So we don't hide our light, we display it, and we live differently than when we were in darkness. Again, back to Ephesians 5, for at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, but the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. So this answers the question posed by the chorus of our song. What if we could be the light that no one could ignore? This being the light is not through our effort. It is entirely a work of Christ. But once this identity transformation takes place, this transfer from the dominion of darkness happens, how can we shine in a way that no one can ignore it? Well, again, we don't hide our light. That's one obvious answer from that verse I've already read. You know, consistent with the childhood song, right? Hide it under a bushel. No, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. So how do we let our light shine? Well, we walk in the light. But there's something that stands in our way, and it's revealed in continued study in uh, 1 John. So if you've been a listener this year, you know that I've actually spent a lot of time in 1 John. Episodes 447, 455, 457, 464, all of those reference 1 John. So it really didn't surprise me that God led me back here again. And if you take the bite of reviewing the section titles in 1 John, you don't have to go far to find the section that we're going to focus in on today. First John 1 section titles include The Word of Life and Walking in the Light. So I'm going to pause here for a second and just define BITE for you, which is B-I-T-E stands for Bible Interaction Tool Exercise. These are the exercises I use to keep my time in God's Word varied and effective. And so far today, we've taken the BITE of studying a topic. We've been studying the topic of light. Uh, the bite of reviewing section titles is one that is most useful in finding a section of scripture you've already studied and maybe you just can't remember the exact address, right? Um, it's also going to help you gain your bearings in longer narratives or, or larger sections of text so that you can see in summary form what came before the section that you're going to be studying. Now, this is an interaction tool included by the Bible publisher uh, these section titles are not scripture these are just study tools and in our case the section we're looking for is only the second section of first John and first John is a fairly short book of the Bible and so if you've been a longtime listener and have studied first John along with me over these many podcasts you might be able to jump right in because you've been sitting in it for a while if not I encourage you to read the entire letter of first John before going back to this section to magnify a smaller section of the text but already something jumps out at me when looking at the section titles, the word of life and walking in the light. These are the first two sections of 1 John. Did you catch it in the verses that we went over earlier, life and light? First, uh, John chapter 1 verses 4 and 5 says in Jesus or in him, Jesus was life and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. So this just affirms what we've been talking about. Our transformation cannot happen apart from Christ. You cannot will yourself to become light without the life and light of Christ. Okay, so let's read this section on walking in the light, starting in verse 5 of 1 John chapter 1. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Now, we already knew this, but God is light. (laughs) And I love the clarifying statement. In him is no darkness at all. And there's something that John knows Uh, that we want and need as followers of Christ. He knows that we want and need fellowship with God. And we have fellowship, relationship, intimacy with God when we walk in the light. So we walk in the light when we walk in obedience to Christ and follow his ways. But what is the barrier between us and this walking in light and fellowship with God? Sin. But Jesus cleanses us from all sin, right? Right. So is John saying once we've been cleansed by the blood of Christ, we can't sin? Nope. He clarifies that too. He says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. So what do we do? We confess our sin. 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So let's bring all of this together. We've been talking about spiritual light and darkness. We need spiritual light because, in our lost state, we walk in darkness. In fact, we are darkness. And we have an enemy keeping the blinders on to keep us from seeing the light of the gospel. But our God, who is light and in him is no darkness at all, is more powerful than the God of this world. He shines his light, the light of his son Jesus, on our hearts and then transfers us from the domain of darkness into his kingdom of light. So we become the children of light in our rebirth in Christ. We are no longer darkness, but light and light is supposed to shine, on a stand, not hidden away. But we still have opposition in this now and not yet spiritual life we live in, sin. This sin is defeated and yet still needs to be battled in our now and not yet spiritual existence. Sin keeps us from shining so bright uh, we can't be ignored. That's what our goal is, to, be, to shine so bright that we can't be ignored. Shining so bright that we attract those still in darkness to the good news of the light of of the world but while you cannot will yourself to become light there is something you can do to overcome the barrier of sin confession if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness this leads to fellowship with God and walking in the light so in the words of our song what are you waiting for confess your sin Get specific. Name it. When you are obedient in this matter, he is faithful to restore fellowship that you may walk in the light as children of light. So what's next? Well, spend some time studying the topic of light in the whole of scripture. Feel free to use the verses listed in the show notes as a starting point, but I encourage you to try to find even more. The Bible has a lot to say about light and darkness. And then consider what scripture has to say about Jesus being light, and then make note of what scripture has to say about followers of Christ as it relates to being light and walking in in the light. While you're in God's word, let me know how you're doing. You can email me michelle at michellekneezat.com, hop on X or Instagram at Nizat on Facebook. Michelle L. Nizat is my public page and we can talk about what you're learning. Now, More Than a Song is a proud member of the NRT Podcast Network. Check out other podcasts in the network and Christian Music Resources at newreleasetoday.com And then don't forget to grab your episode guide at michellekneezat.com forward slash 476 download. And with that in mind, I want to thank all my new subscribers who've subscribed lately, like Susan from Michigan, Apple from Louisiana, Vanessa from Texas, Natalia from Brazil, Latib from South Africa, Khazir from Uganda, Jean from North, uh, new, North new Jersey, uh, Aaron Dam from India, Dennis from Tennessee, and Chelsea from California. Welcome. Now, don't forget, you can listen to the podcast directly on my website at MichelleNeesat.com or your podcast listening app of choice. And if you haven't left a review yet, do that today by heading over to lovethepodcast.com. Forward slash more than a song. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next time, we'll be featuring Trust in God by Elevation Worship to dive into scripture. If you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, X, or email. Just head over to com forward slash 476. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation.